What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. In thinking about how we're defining research and creative scholarship, um, I think it's important to expand our definition to think about applied work, community-based work, clinical sure. work, um, also in that bucket of research where okay. the terminal degrees aren't necessarily PhDs, right? That is Professor Jean Mekolajczyk the president of the Council on Undergraduate Research, CUR for short. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. CUR was founded in 1978 as a forum to share faculty research done at liberal arts colleges in collaboration with students. CUR has since grown into a vibrant organization with over 1,000 institutional members, 14,000 individual members, with rich programs and resources to build a strong undergraduate research community and serve undergraduate students. On this podcast, we are honored to have Jean Mekolajczyk, President of Kerr, Associate Provost and Professor of Sociology at Radford University, and Lindsay Curry, Executive Officer for Kerr. Jean and Lindsay, talk about why undergraduate research is transformative, the role Kerr plays in nurturing and expanding undergraduate research, the services it provides colleges and students, and how to prepare to do research in college. So without further ado, here are Jean and Lindsay. First of all, welcome to our podcast, College Matters, Alma Matters. Uh, Jean, Lindsay, great to have you, and I wanted to talk about the Council on Undergraduate Research today, so thank you so much for making the time. Well, it's our pleasure. Thank you for having us. It's delighted to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so maybe we can kick it off with uh, some introductions. Maybe um, each of you can talk a little bit about your backgrounds and then your roles with the Council for on Undergraduate Research. Maybe we can start there. Sounds good. Cool. Whoever wants to go first. I mean, Lindsay, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so uh, my name is Lindsay Curry, and I am the Executive Officer at the Council on Undergraduate Research. Mm -hmm. um, I have the pleasure of um, kind of running the day-to-day -day operations of the organization and um, have been with the organization um, on and off over the last um, decade, but have been in the executive officer role for the last two years. And mm -hmm. I um, am an association professional, but had the opportunity um, when I was an undergraduate to participate in undergraduate research opportunities in um, history and archaeology and really enjoyed um, those experiences. They certainly helped shape um, my career trajectory. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was a pleasure when I got to come and work with Kerr on um, a mission that I really believed in and had already benefited from as an undergraduate myself. Jean? Yeah. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having us here. Sure. So I am Jean Mikolajczyk. I'm a professor of sociology 
Uh, currently serve as Associate Provost of Academic Programs at Radford University in Virginia. Mm -hmm. In this role, I provide senior level leadership and direction for experiential education, academic support, and strategic initiatives. Mm -hmm. Relative to Kerr, I've been involved since 2005 when I attended an institute. Um, mm -hmm. I became a counselor in 2006. In my time, I've served as chair of the Social Science Division, Institute facilitator, facilitator. I've been an e-board member, and I am currently serving as president. Awesome. Awesome. Um, maybe, Jean, we can start with a little bit about your uh, interest in research, uh, social science research, and uh, then we can weave into the curve. That would be great. So um, my interest in social science research, it's, it's fun that you asked that because I haven't been asked that in a long, long time. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I've always been interested in people and cultures and systems. Um, I, I love complexity um, and understanding how and why things work and, and how they advance and change. Mm -hmm. um, and so that brought me to sociology as an undergrad. Mm -hmm. um, and I got involved in undergraduate research uh, because a faculty member that I really liked uh, was, was teaching research methods, which I loved, which most students love less. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> uh, I, he, I didn't really know, I was a first-generation college student, I really didn't know what undergraduate research was, but I liked him and I liked the class. And he said, uh, anyone interested, you know, I'm working on this project, come see me. So I did. And like Lindsay, my experience working with him in undergraduate research altered uh, profoundly the trajectory of my career, my life, putting me on the path to graduate school, the professorate, and ultimately, you know, higher education administr administrator where I am now. Um, you know, and, and then in the um, spirit of you know, giving back to the things that have nurtured and shaped you, mm -hmm. I, as a faculty member, began embedding undergraduate research in my courses, mentoring students in their projects, inviting them to my team. I, I engage in community-based research, started a local research center, mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, in part brought me to Kerr. So I'm going to ask each one of you this question. Why do you think undergraduate research is so important? So maybe Jean, you could answer first and then I could have Lindsay talk. Sure. So I, I think it's on several levels. I'll, I'll start with big. It transforms society, right? Mm -hmm. So um, because we have students invested in the challenging problems of our time, things that are affecting them, um, things that they're concerned about and they see relevance in, um, mm -hmm. they get engaged, uh, sure. exploring those questions, it taps into their curiosity, and they're giving back to their community and advancing society. If we go a little bit smaller, right, um, mm -hmm. all the, you know, technical pieces of sure. The value, you know, communication, critical thinking, teamwork, um, career and self-development pieces, liter 
uh, leadership, professionalism. There's a lot of skills, relevant and critical skills for the workplace and life that get cultivated through the process of engaging in undergraduate research. So I, I think personal, professional, and societal value is gained through the process and the products. Lindsay, what would you say? Sure, certainly. So it's interesting as uh, Jean's kind of experience with undergraduate research, it um, prompted her to buy in more to what she was doing. And, and mine actually kind of shifted me to um, understanding that it was not the right career trajectory for me, which is also equally, if not more valuable, sure. right? Sure. And um, so for me, you know, but what I did get out of it is, is this idea that you have these these skills to question things, to learn how to collaborate, to, mm -hmm. to figure out how to communicate in, in a multitude of directions at, at, at many levels in a, in a thoughtfully and effective way. I think these um, skills that, that are, are gained, uh, that increase the self-confidence, that increase the nimbleness of these individuals mm -hmm. that are going to face these unexpected obstacles, you know, for the rest of their their existence as humans, but in the workplace um, and in society, um, those skills to to learn them um, kind of in a safe environment, right, or a structured environment is incredibly right. valuable. I think it benefits us immensely as a society to have a collection of individuals that um, can challenge things and can question things in, in a thoughtful way and understand how pieces of um, programs and uh, projects fit together and that there's different roles and, and responsibilities for things um, are, are immensely valuable and, and I think result in kind of enriched communities um, when they participate. So with that kind of backdrop, Lindsay, maybe you could start off by telling us what is the Council on Undergraduate Research? What, what does it do? Certainly. So we are a membership organization. We support, um, you know, approximately 14,000 um, faculty, administrators, mentors, um, partners in undergraduate research, and about a uh, thousand academic institutions are represented in that group mm -hmm. um, and affiliate organizations that align with our mission and vision, which is that um, we can enrich and advance society through undergraduate research, scholarship, and creative inquiry, right? And that our job as the council is to really support and promote um, high quality mentored undergraduate research experiences. And we mm -hmm. do this through um, professional development for faculty and mentors. We mm -hmm. do it through, um, you know, publications and, and sharing models and samples of best practices. Mm -hmm. We do this through presentation opportunities for students, along with sharing um, research opportunities and um, some resource centers like how to build resumes and networking tips. Um, and really this kind of combination of training for those that are providing the research opportunities and then supporting of the students that are presenting in, in those, um, along with um, another arm of what Kerr does is really advocating 
more broadly um, beyond beyond our members. Um, so with the you know the federal government, with partnering agencies, with other organizations about the value of undergraduate research and providing them with the information about how it can be transformative for students. What's in, in it for the universities to be members here? Why are they part of this organization? What do, you, what do you think is sort of the key value or values that you might bring to the table? Certainly. Um, I think one, it is uh, to indicate they are aligned with our mission, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Say, say, making a, a public statement about how important they believe undergraduate research is, but it is also we provide uh, and facilitate a community of sharing of um, experiences, um, models and samples, right? That would be hard to just um, create a, in your campus bubble on its own, right? Mm-hmm. So they are they are able to then create networks across campuses to um, tap into other expertise, um, find out what's working, um, sh- share issues and, and come up with community-based solutions to those, mm-hmm. um, you know, amongst a community that believes undergraduate research is, is so transformative. No, that really sounds great. Now, is it, is it the case that for a particular college or university, there'd be only one professor or faculty member representing, or is it a group or how, how is it on a per college basis? Sure, there's a multitude of ways that folks can get engaged. It can be on that individual basis. Um, Mm -hmm. It can be on a campus-wide basis. So we do have a membership type where if an entire campus purchases um, that membership that anybody, any student, faculty, administrator can benefit from those current memberships. And we have several hundred campuses that do that each year. Now, you did mention um, a set of programs or uh, activities that the CUR offers, right, all the way from mentorship to different kinds of resources. Now, um, how how are these working? I mean, uh, how, you know, what works more, what works less? Maybe some examples of what might have worked better than others. Well, it's interesting. I would say, you know, in our current climate, in-person isn't working particularly well, but... Um, <laughs> It, it has been a, a very valuable um, part of our community, and, and we're certainly looking forward to getting back to some of that. But I will say what we have um, been the silver lining of our current situation is um, it has made us reevaluate how we make things accessible in a virtual environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has allowed us to really support a much broader community of folks that Um, maybe didn't always have the travel funds or the time to access some of our in-person education or professional development opportunities. And um, we are now working on some strategies to have multimodal um, engagement, training, um, even after we are safe to be in person, because there will be folks that can't always um, travel. And so we are looking to ensure that we can really service the whole community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think what we have found is, is really there's, there's not too much that isn't working well. The folks are really hungry for this information. They want the support. They want um, the guidance from those that have gone through the processes before. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, I think one of the things that has been the highlight for us is we started a um, 
a program called Kerr Conversations, and mm-hmm. they are just open calls for an hour where anybody in our in our community can reach out to us and say they have this this problem or concept that they want to get others in in the undergraduate research community to come and tackle with them and and talk about their experiences um, so that it's not a structured program, right? We don't Mm -hmm. know what the end learning outcomes are going to be, but they're really supported by their community to come and solve these problems together. You know, um, I wanted to ask Jean, since Jean, you've been sort of in in a position of consuming or receiving or a customer of all this mm-hmm. as well, right? Since, mm-hmm. what did you say, 2005. So I thought it'd be interesting to get your perspective on how um, you found Kerr and what, how it has benefited you and maybe Radford. Right, uh, excellent. Thank you so much for asking. It, it also has been transformative uh, for me personally and professionally. Um, the, I think the most profound piece, and, and Lindsay kind of touched on it, is that network and mm-hmm. the relationships across folks who are so focused on the the mission of Kerr, the pedagogy, the mentoring, mm-hmm. uh, the advancement of our students, and and supporting one another through that. So, I've participated in just about all the activities that uh, Lindsay had shared over <laughs> the many years I've been involved. And I think the thread has been the the people that I have learned from and engaged with and some who've moved on from Kerr that I continue to go back to as I would say my um, most trusted mentors and colleagues uh, who continue to support me as I'm supporting uh, undergraduate research in different kinds of ways in the different roles that I've had at my institution. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the flexibility of the organization in supporting directly the students, for example, with uh, NCUR, which is the National Conference on Undergraduate Research, Mm -hmm. um, these conversations for faculty, the resources, the materials, folks are just so very giving Mm -hmm. and supportive. Um, as well as at the department level, I served as chair of sociology here for a time, and mm-hmm. we infused undergraduate research into our curriculum, and I mm-hmm. leaned heavily on my Kerr colleagues to advance that work, as well as building our Office of Undergraduate Research and Scholarship at Radford, mm-hmm. um, advancing the tentacles out to all of our colleges, um, we have a transcript designation. We have really institutionalized undergraduate research. Mm-hmm. And uh, my connections of the colleagues and the network and resources of Kerr have really been instrumental in advancing all of that work in all of the different roles within which I have served. You know, so how, how does the students participate in this? How how are they sort of involved? Do they directly deal with Kerr or is it through their colleges and institutions? It's a combination of those opportunities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think it depends upon um, the campus that, that they're um, currently sitting at. But um, we have uh, several student-focused programs where students can come and present their research and um, also, 
um, have some programmatic elements that include resume building or networking tips or presentation guides. Um, so Jean referenced the National Conference on Undergraduate Research, which takes place each spring. Um, mm -hmm. And that's approximately 4,000 students each year come and present across all academic disciplines in, in a multitude of formats, mm -hmm. right? Um, we have the Research Experiences for Undergraduates program, which takes place each fall where students from um, participating in summer research programs funded through NSF come and present their research to each other and to their program officers from the Ni National Science Foundation. Then we have a program called Posters on the Hill. It's certainly one of my um, favorite pieces where mm -hmm. students um, come and present to their uh, representatives in Congress talking mm -hmm. about the value of undergraduate research and its experience to them and why it's so important that this be um, recognized and funded um, mm -hmm. at the federal mm -hmm. level. Um, so those are some, you know, direct engagement opportunities for sure. We also have um, a student resource center um, that is accessible to, to anyone on our website that includes some tools um, again, that, that tie to those in-person events, but make it accessible for students that maybe haven't gotten to the, the place where they're ready to present yet or, or are presenting in other areas. Um, mm -hmm. So um, presentation guidelines, how to build their resume or CV, networking tips. So really hands-on pieces that will, will help them. And then we have, you know, that more kind of indirect engagement where we're providing that training and resources for their members. As you were talking, I was just thinking of community colleges. Are they part of this network or uh, where, where is that in the scheme of things? And those students, you know, who may not have through their community colleges access to research on their campuses. Is that something that's part of the network today or not? Yeah, so we do certainly have a, a handful of community college members, um, and there's a lot of opportunity for collaboration across different campus types. So NCUR, I think, is a great example. The host campuses the last few years often are partnering with their local community colleges um, mm -hmm. to provide specific um calls to action for those, those students, right? Or, or partnerships on um, presentation opportunities for those students. Um, we also have um, research opportunities listings um, where there's um, students at community colleges that do research on other campuses, or we've seen certainly in our network um, collaborations happen across campuses based on, um, you know, folks meeting through Kerr or trying to provide research opportunities for their students. Um, Kerr also participated, um, I guess it was two years ago, the American Association of Community Colleges mm -hmm. actually held a summit on undergraduate research. Um, and Kerr was a participant there on um, kind of the growing trend of of offering undergraduate research opportunities at community colleges and where there's opportunities for collaboration. So there's a lot of work definitely being done in that space. Now, between the two of you, 
Are there any stories or vignettes that you could share about some particular research or a student or a set of students that showcases Kerr's efforts over the years? I, I think there's several different ways I'm thinking to answer this, right? So sure. one, um, on the Kerr website, we have a number of undergraduate research stories, celebrations, um, in a variety of examples and approaches um, mm -hmm. and across the disciplines. So as Lindsay had alluded to earlier, you know, there's a number of ways for students and institutions to engage and mm -hmm. for undergraduate research to, um, to, to be enacted. And so some of those are in the curriculum, so mm -hmm. in courses, some of those are one-on-one -on -one, uh, mentorship, apprentice-type models. Some are undergraduate research uh, experiences as internships. Mm -hmm. um, there, uh, at, at Radford, I can talk about our Highlander Research Rookies Program, which mm -hmm. is targeted at our first and second year students. So mm -hmm. as we are recruiting students to Radford, we are um, engaging them in their interest in participating in undergraduate research, literally right as they're coming to campus. Mm -hmm. uh, we work with them on developing um, a, a question that may or may not be related to their major and yeah. partner them with a faculty member for that first year where they learn about the research process, um, the process of just discovery, discovery and creative scholarship, mm -hmm. and work on a project with a faculty member or a team, um, and they are uh, they are compensated for mm -hmm. that as well. And um, like much of what Lindsay had shared about those allied support pieces yeah. of developing an elevator pitch, understanding how to um, translate and hone your skills that um, both your professors and future employers are going to be interested in relative to communication and teamwork and critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And um, we have had students who participated in that their first year, uh, came to Radford in part because of that opportunity, um, have gone on to um, participate in uh, additional opportunities for undergraduate research. Uh, one of my favorite students who just presented, he's also in our Honors College, presented at um, National Honors College Association a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. has um, really dabbled across the discipline. So he has done work in uh, metalworking, in um, jewelry making, mm -hmm. in medicinal um, plants. Mm -hmm. And it has been so valuable and interesting and instructive for us to see how a student has moved so seamlessly through all of these different disciplines, brought them together in new and novel ways. Um, he participated in, um, in an uh, REU this past summer, very prestigious REU, has had a paper published already, mm -hmm. and uh, he hasn't even graduated yet. So I think as like an exemplar of um, how undergraduate research supports and transforms not only the students, but all of us that are engaging with the students, that's 
one of my favorite examples here locally at Radford. No, that, that's, yeah, that's the kind of vignette I was looking for. Um, <laughs> how often do a lot of these undergraduate researchers go on to uh, do full-fledged research as in, you know, go for PhD programs or graduate programs? Right. So that's a really great question. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I have data on that. And, and I might... I might want to shift your definition a little bit, right? Sure, sure. So um, in thinking about how we're defining research and creative scholarship, um, I think it's important to expand our definition to think about applied work, community-based work, clinical sure. work, um, also in that bucket of research where okay. the terminal degrees aren't necessarily PhDs, right? Yeah, um, yeah and how, how so much in society, these skills of critical thinking, data analysis, compiling, communicating, um, detailed and disciplinary specific information uh, across a broad audience, as well as across a diverse team. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, all of that broader definition and all of those skills are, um, or what I like to include, and, and I, as we talk about undergraduate research, uh, expand that definition. So I, I know I didn't answer your question. So no, no, I, I actually, uh, before, before Lindsay, before uh, Lindsay jumps in, I just want to say, I totally agree with you. I, I, I think that the whole idea of uh, research uh, is pretty broad and entrepreneurs, uh, for example, yeah. uh, data scientists, thanks to, COVID, um, you know, data sciences to the fore, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things, a lot of things which require a detailed analysis, understanding, discovering, seeing multiple options, picking one, you know, the, the whole idea of trying to take something nebulous and making it a little more concrete. Mm -hmm. um, right. So, so yeah, I, I buy into that. I'm sorry, uh, Lindsay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I, I think to Jean's point, right, is, um, as Kerr has evolved, right, we, we've been around for about 45 years and, and have um, expanded into a multidisciplinary organization, right? We started mm -hmm. in chemistry and, and added the STEM fields and have expanded quite a bit. Um, undergraduate research as a singular term is not one that all disciplines use, right? And that is one yeah. thing that Kerr is, is uh, acutely aware of, yeah. is making sure that we are using terminology that makes sense for all of the disciplines. So whether it be scholarship or creative activity or creative inquiry, right? Um, and that makes it a little bit more difficult to measure. And then I think people's trajectory after graduation certainly changes um, if they're not going initially into a graduate program, they become a lot more difficult to track, but we know some, several people come, come back to that in, in a multitude of ways. Um, but I think to Jean's point, I, I think what we see is, is it's certainly changing the trajectory of these, these students, um, after participation, right? And so, mm -hmm. Certainly, is there, there the potential for better data collection? Sure. Uh, not an easy thing to do. Um, right. But I think on each campus, right, the stories that we're hearing and the, the information that they're pulling from their graduates that have been participating in these um, experiences, um, it is certainly changing their trajectory. But I think we're also seeing a shift not only to um, kind of that, that next degree being the goal, but 
um, different employment opportunities um, and their experience when they're in the workplace is changing as a result of their participation. What's ahead for CUR? What are you guys looking to get to next? So excellent question. Um, so I think kind of just dovetailing on on what we've been talking about, really expanding the conversation mm -hmm. and help translating the language across various stakeholders and constituencies, right? Mm -hmm. So um, helping with within and between institutions and faculty who who use terms for their like creative scholarship, you mm -hmm. know, spanning that with research, spanning that with community-based work. Mm -hmm. um, I also think another really important next step, and we've kind of touched on it in a few places here, is helping faculty, students, and employers think about the positive impacts and benefits of undergraduate research uh, mm -hmm. The skills, knowledge, disciplines, or uh, dispositions that are uh, cultivated and honed through the process, how those translate into their next steps. Mm -hmm. So helping, um, helping bridge those uh, boundaries, help uh, translate the language, um, help students tell their stories in ways that potential employers can hear and understand, helping mm -hmm. faculty to help students uh, hone those skills, career service professionals at institutions, um, talent recruiters at employment agencies, helping them all speak the same language to understand the value and impact of undergraduate research and, and scholarship and uh, creative work. We, we know you know, within academia and in our disciplines, we're all speaking the same language, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think those paths are well-worn and paved. Mm -hmm. And I think um, we are getting traction and having those broader conversations. Um, and I think investing more in those spaces, aligning as well with what Lindsay talked about relative to advocacy connecting federal agencies, partners, um, entrepreneurs, agencies. So the, that's on our horizon. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds, Lindsay, do you have anything to, you want to add to this? No, I mean, other than you can see how lucky we are to have, have Jean um, <laughs> as our president, right? But I, I think spot on, I think, you know, my goal certainly is, is, we have a group that really believes in undergraduate research. We don't mm -hmm. need to convince ourselves any longer that this is a, a powerful <laughs> practice, right? Our goal is to help the, those that would benefit from knowing, right, about the power of undergraduate research um, to understand the verbiage we're using and why they should be looking for it, right? So my goal is if I could get every employer that is looking at resumes to understand when they see undergraduate research on somebody's resume, what that means mm -hmm. when they're, when they're hiring this individual, that would be tremendous, right? Um, because mm -hmm. they're really getting a, a different kind of individual that again, has that nimbleness and that creative thinking skill um, that is so difficult to actually teach, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that I know that the workforce needs right now. Um, mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, those are some of the things that we're thinking about us. Who are our other allies? Who are our other groups um, across, um, you know, the association world, the hiring world? Um, you know, who, who else do we need to advocate to and with? And, and that is certainly what I think we're looking for um, in the next few years. Now, before we wind down here, um, I thought, Jean, it'd be great if you could um, say a few words of advice to high school students or college-bound students and uh, in terms of what kind of skills they need to have to be able to do research, undergraduate research for starters. Fair, yeah. Um, I've been thinking on this one for a while, right? Mm -hmm. I think to, to start on the journey of research is to be curious. I mean, mm -hmm. at, at the base, that's really it. Need mm -hmm. uh, a willingness to be open-minded, to give your time and attention to learning, um, to, to be able to, as Lindsay's been saying, that nimbleness to work mm -hmm. through the frustration, which is part of the process, mm -hmm. um, those creative thinking skills to navigate through the barriers that will, that will be in front of us. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, it's those kind of fundamental pieces that will help students be open to those opportunities and, and um, really be able to take advantage yeah, are, are you? Do you think these are teachable skills, or is, how do you how do you develop these? I guess is the question. I, I think it's a both and, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think if you come in with a curious student, right, or you can tap into their curiosity or um, things that they care about and what they see as relevant, mm -hmm. you can teach the rest. Um, okay. I, I often tell stories, I, I taught research methods for like 20 years. <laughs> and again, not a class that students are banging down the door to get into, it was a requirement. <laughs> um, and so it was always an uphill battle uh, to engage them, right? And to get them excited about the work. And, and that's why I went so quickly to undergraduate research and had them invested in the projects. Right. And the students, um, I, you know, I teach at a public comprehensive institution. And so uh, we have a wide swath of students that come to us. And the students that come in that are, you know, three, five, four, oh, you know, honors, everything, they're fun, right? They're curious. Um, they're going to be interested in whatever you put in front of them. Uh, right. They will do fine, however, however much we help them or not, you right. know? Um, it's those C students who come into your class and are looking at you a little sideways. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, so why am I here and how is this relevant to me in my future kind of thing? And mm -hmm. to really tap into um, their curiosity and their values and cultivate and bring them forward. The, the transformation that you see in those students who sometimes end up being the best researchers um, they know how to navigate through challenges where some of those high flyers, it's always been easy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I think it is, I think it is a matter of um, pieces of human beings that have existed and being <laughs> right. able to tap into those um, in a way that's meaningful to them and, and cultivate that in them. 
Okay, so Gene, Lindsay, um, we are at the end of a podcast, but before we sign off, anything else any, each one of you wants to add, anything that we may not have talked about or anything you want to emphasize more? I, I have a few things, right? Thinking about your audience. Um, okay. Folks who are, who are college bound, you know, students and parents who are thinking about and assessing colleges out there. I would encourage them to ask questions as they're on campus or they're engaging with uh, media or, you know, so much in the Zoom world these days. Um, to, to find out how much undergraduate research and creative work is going on at the institutions that they're looking at. And ask about an office of undergraduate research learn about student clubs or learning communities that may exist. Find out if there are um, research days or annual symposiums. Find out about the opportunities within courses and one-on-one um, -on -one opportunities, as well as all the funding kinds of opportunities. You know, the one that I mentioned here at Radford, the Highlander right. Research rookies program. Right. Um, we also fund a summer undergraduate research fellowship program. Are folks using scholarships? Can you use work study at that institution to participate in undergraduate research? Are there campus employment opportunities? Um, is there funding for student travel? So those are, I, I know I've listed off a number of things, but those I think would be really great questions for parents um, and students to ask as they're considering potential institutions. No, I think, I think that's, that's a great point. Um, I mean, basically what you're saying, you know, make sure that the, the institution supports undergraduate research in the broad sense, and not just with words, but also with action and money. So Lindsay, uh, you have the last word. Yeah, no, I think it, it, everybody could just like cut that last 30 seconds of this interview and keep replaying it. Because I think a lot of what Jean just said, right, are yeah. words that will be new to students going to college, right? Uh -huh. uh, work, study, research, funding, undergraduate research is probably still new to a lot of them, right? Uh -huh. And these are words and concepts. It, it, they are going into a world that is new and unfamiliar to them. And they're only there for a short time, right? Mm -hmm. So recognizing what that language is used at those campuses to be able to leverage those opportunities sooner, right? Until instead of waiting till they get to their senior year and they've just kind of figured out how it works, mm -hmm. right? I wish I had participated in a learning community. Um, I, I would go back, back to my alma mater and participate now if I could, right? But I missed that opportunity because I just didn't know, right? Having yeah, come yeah. From, from a background of, of uh, you know, uneducated, uh, college-educated um, parents, they didn't know how the system worked. There was nobody guiding me through, right? And so sure, sure. the sooner they can learn some of that institutional language so they can leverage those experiences, I think the better. And right, I think that's part of what excited Jean and I of being here is trying to get this information to those students so they can ask those questions and participate sooner. Because um, the, the, 
there'll just be more opportunity for them. Fabulous. So Jean, Lindsay, this has been great. You guys are doing great work. Thank you for all your efforts and thank you for taking the time and being so generous with your information. Um, we'll definitely spread this, you know, once the podcast is out, spread it out and more and more students should be doing undergraduate research. So thank you so much. I'm sure we'll talk again. Thank now, you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Sure thing. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Jean and Lindsay on the Council on Undergraduate Research. A few comments on the podcast. One, the meaning of research is being expanded to embrace all disciplines, types of work, and organizations. Two, research transforms student careers. Number three, CUR provides research framework and resources for colleges and students. And lastly, during your college selection process, pay special attention to Gene's Council on Colleges that Support Research. I hope you all take a hard look at doing research during your undergraduate years. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash almamatters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Alma Matters. Matters.